Sandy D, Queen of Podcasts Zen. Join me as I interview inspiring and creative women who are living their passion, finding balance, and making an impact around the globe. Come discover your inner Zen. Find balance while growing your business. Tap into your creative flow. Explore holistic health and spirituality. I'll share tips and tools for living a more peaceful, inspired, and balanced life. Relax, recharge, be inspired. Feel free to connect with me at All Things Relax Studios. Thanks for listening. Now let's get started. Hello and welcome to our show. Today I want to talk to you about the power of intention. So I haven't read the full book yet, but I'm kind of going back and forth and picking out the parts that speak to me um, of Wayne Dyer's The Power of Intention, Learning to Co-Create Your World Your Way. So the parts that I want to talk to you about today, um, I want to talk to you about how Wayne Dyer says um, intention is not something necessarily you measure. It's not something necessarily physical. And when he talks about that, he gives this really great example of artists and how their creations, like their artwork, it's not just about the quality of the paint or the brushes, um, the canvas and other materials that they're using. Of course, that's important, but it's not just about that. It also, the artwork includes the thoughts and the feelings um, of the artist when they're creating something. Um, And he literally says, you know, the artist creates something out of nothing and that without those thoughts and feelings, there wouldn't be any art. Um, Then Dyer goes on and talks about tapping into the feeling of the power of intention. And he says, quote, feelings are clues about your destiny and potential. And they're seeking the full expression of life through you. That's pretty powerful. And I want to go back to that probably in even a future episode. I want to discuss that even more as far as that whole feelings are clues about your destiny and potential. Um, That's just a really, really powerful thought that he shares there. Um, But let's continue. Um, Dyer also discusses seven ways, or he calls them faces, to connect with intention. The seven ways that he lays out. And of course, I encourage you to read the book to see his thorough explanation. I just want to give you kind of a highlight. Um, That way you can decide if you want to go read the book yourself. But the seven ways or faces to connect with intention. Um, He says, first, be creative. And when he talks about that section, he also includes talking about writing your intentions down, um, putting them, you know, on paper or whatever. Um, then he talks about be kind. That's number two and says acts of kindness directed towards others actually strengthens your immune system and it can increase your serotonin levels, which of course improves your mood, right? Let's see. What else does he talk about? He talks about, um, yeah, he gives like a really detailed discussion of kindness. And when he talks about kindness, he's not just talking about kindness towards others. Of course, that's important. But he also talks about being kind to yourself 
and towards all other um, facets facets of life. So, for example, like being kind to animals, being kind to Mother Nature, you know, make, like keeping the environment clean and all that, of course. Um, so I really like the fact that when he's discussing kindness, it's not just towards others, but all these other parts of life. Um, and when he's talking about being kind towards toward yourself, it just really, the first person who comes to mind when I think of that really is, um, my friend Lauren Patterson and the work that she's doing in her foundation show up in love. So I'll put that in the show notes, but she's doing amazing work. Um, to really educate people on self-love. And uh, let's see, the third face of like connecting with intention that he gives is be love. It literally says be love and challenges people to contemplate that love is cooperation rather than competition. That was another... Um, little nugget that just kind of jumped right off the page at me. And it's something that I have always firmly believed, especially um, women can be sometimes very competitive um, with themselves and towards others. Um, You know, think, you know, mean girls or whatever. It's way more powerful to, this is like stating the obvious, but (laughs) to lift others up and help each other um, you know, hey, do you, you know, you hear somebody who's trying to, I don't know, start their business, for example, and they need help. Let's say their messaging falls flat and they need help figuring out what's going on. It is so much more powerful to step in and collaborate and pitch in and say, hey, have you considered that rather than being competitive or rather than c- criticizing or um, just help each other out. Um, and that's something that we love to do over in Rockstar Speakers is working with entrepreneurs, authors, and coaches, um, on their messaging and learning to speak with confidence. And, um, it's just something I love. It's like a passion project here. (laughs) Um, let's see. And also in the be love section, um, Dyer is talking about how he says, love is the force behind the will of God and that spiritual vibration that turns divine intentions into concrete expression. So whether it's God or your version of, you know, universe and source creator. But um, yeah, I thought that was pretty interesting as well. The fourth way or the fourth face of connecting with intention he says, is be beauty. So to regain the power of your source, Dyer says, it's look for and experience beauty in all of what you do. So just being aware gives you, you know, possibility, that possibility of connecting to intention. So for me, that kind of means like just slow down and like it's literally like, you know, stop and smell the roses like to actually when you're out walking, for example, let's say you see beautiful flowers just to really appreciate them. Um, Just the the little things in life. Beauty is all around you. You just have to stop and and take a look at it. Okay. And um, 
obviously, you know, the cliche is beauty is in the eye of the beholder. So, you know, what maybe one's person's perception of beauty obviously might change for someone else, for sure. The fifth face of connecting with intention that he gives is be ever expansive. Now, when he talks about being ever expansive, Dyer's talking about growing intellectually, uh, emotionally, and spiritually, and being open to receiving divine guidance. So for me, that's pretty much, it's like being that lifelong student, whether it's actual academics or whether it's just, um, whether it's growing emotionally, like, um, I can say that especially since the pandemic, throughout the pandemic and even post-pandemic, it has been one of the most fertile periods of my life of just um, really expanding emotionally and spiritually. I've really had time, I guess, because we sort of had to slow things down um, and not interact as much in person with people, I've really had a chance to reflect on life and experience a great period of um, that what Dyer calls you know being ever expansive so um, yeah I definitely agree that that's that's really a great way to connect with intention for the sixth uh, face of connecting with intention Dyer says be abundant so he says intention is endlessly abundant and he says you know knowing your heart, any attitude you have that reflects a scarcity consciousness, so scarcity mindset is kind of the buzzword that people use these days, that that will hold you back. So Dyer shares his personal experiences of growing up. He grew up in foster homes, and he talks about how he would constantly, as a kid, this is before like nobody taught him this, he just did this, tapping into the universal force of abundance in order to create opportunities. So instead of, you know, sitting back in victimhood and complaining about his situation, like he would just, he said he would visualize hearing coins jingling in his pocket and he would just find different little ways that he could create opportunities to have um, money come flow, flow towards him. So that's something that I think many people do still sort of struggle with is that scarcity mindset. And even if they might on the surface say, oh yeah, I'm you know all into receiving abundance and all that, there still may be at the root like some kind of underlying block that needs to be released. And I could say that it's definitely something that like I I can understand that. Um and it's definitely something that, you know, I still sometimes have to work on. It's just kind of, um, maybe it's from hearing, you know, grandparents who lived through, um, you know, the Depression and World War II and, you know, hearing stories about how, yeah, people used to have victory gardens in order to, like, have food on the table. <laughs> it kind of, like, it's that, like, intergenerational it kind of falls through, you know, follows down and it's still kind of an underlying thing that you're always like, wait a second, have to always save for the rainy days. You know, that was the mantra that people said when we were kids, like, say, you know, put your pennies in the bank and save for a rainy day, which I'm not saying you should or shouldn't do. I'm just saying it's an underlying mindset. And as Dyer says, the scarcity consciousness, that's going to hold people back as far as abundance goes. 
And then the seventh phase of connecting to intention that Dyer provides or talks about is be receptive. And by saying be receptive, he's talking about staying receptive to the power of intention and allowing the universe to work in its own time and rhythm. So like he says, be peaceful, not like demanding in order to regain the power of your source. So what I think he's really talking about is sometimes, you know, people say, oh yeah, sure, um, I'm going to, you know, connect with my intention and they're all on, you know, yeah, I trust the universe to provide or to do this or that, but then sometimes they can get impatient. And what Dyer's trying to say is the universe has its own rhythm. You can't force things. You need to be receptive and accept, like, it'll happen when it, it'll happen when it needs to happen. And, you know, sometimes people will talk about divine timing, and I think that's what he's kind of talking about there. Dyer then also talks about um, operating at higher frequency, and he talks about raising your vibrational level of energy to get to that highest frequency, the frequency that's like the spirit of intention itself. And he explains that there's five levels of energy. Um, and I'm, I'll kind of highlight it, but again, I would like to refer you back to um, Dyer's book, The Power of Intention, so that you can read the details yourself. But here's just sort of the overview again. So there's the material world, uh, the, the material world. So for example, all that you can like see or touch physical stuff, he says that's actually energy that's slowed down and it's, you know, slowed down into a coalesced mass, right? Then he talks about the sound world and how like sound waves can actually be felt. And he talks about using meditation to connect to higher frequencies. So like listening to meditation tracks, I guess is what he's saying here. And the third one that he gives is the light world. And he talks about how when light is brought to darkness, that the darkness becomes light. So he's saying low energy, when it's faced with high energy, will convert automatically to that higher energy level. And I thought that that part was interesting because especially in sort of the more uh, spiritual coaching world and healers and everything, we often talk about like um, light workers. When we say light workers, like people who are sort of out there spreading messages of um, love and self-love and peace and all that and how they're light workers. So when he was talking about the, the light world and how like low energy faced with high energy is converting automatically and, you know, going from the darkness to the light automatically right away, I was thinking about what we would call light workers. So that was interesting. The fourth, um, one that Dyer talks about is the thought world. So we're talking here about the frequency of your thoughts actually can be measured. And he says um, the impact on one's body and the environment, it can actually be calculated and that every thought that you have, it can either strengthen or weaken the ability to reconnect to uh, the highest energy in the universe. And then the fifth one is what he says is the spirit world. And he says that this energy is just so quick, it's so fast, and that this is actually like 
really is the embodiment of the seven faces of intention that we just talked about. Um, so if you go back to that, that's what he's talking about. Um, let's see, what else does he say? Oh, so then in chapter four, Dyer is talking about the obstacles to connecting to intention. So it's nice to put it out there, put it out there. You've got these great intentions, you know, you write them down, maybe you're diligent about that, and you're saying, okay, you're gonna connect to your intention and you know, whatever. But he says there are obstacles. So it's gonna, you know, hold you back from actually you know, connecting to them. And he says that you need to examine your inner speech, your energy level, and self-importance. So of those three, I wanted to just focus on what he talks about as far as um, your level of energy. Um, And actually, he says, like, he goes into great detail on how to raise your energy level. So let's talk about that. The other ones are interesting, too. Um, But again, you can go back to, like, chapter four in the book and, and take a look and see what he says. So Dyer goes into great detail on how to raise your energy level. And he even gives really a mini program for raising your energy vibration. So he says, um, be conscious of your thoughts and to shift from low energy thinking to a higher vibration. So if you catch yourself thinking really negative stuff, you know, to shift it, you have the power to shift that. And it reminds me of, I used to have this conversation with one of my sons when he would be kind of, especially if he'd wake up kind of in a negative mood, and I would actually tell him, you have the power to actually change how your day goes. You have the power to, like, make that shift. And it actually worked. (laughs) Um, Also, he says, meditate regularly. And he says, even if it's just a few minutes a day to meditate so you can reconnect with your source. Be conscious of the foods you eat. And he talks about low versus high energy foods. And for example, he'll talk, he says like um, that food that's got like pesticides and toxins, obviously that's going to make you, your system weaker. It's going to, it's not, you know, healthy. Um, And I know there's been great awareness as far as, you know, organic food. And it's, of, of course, can be more expensive, but it's healthier, right? And then he talks uh, a little bit more in detail about foods. And he says, like, foods high in alkalinity, like fruits and vegetables and nuts. And he talks about non-yeast breads and olive oil. Um, All of those are higher frequency foods. And he says, you know, it's generally better to eat. And then he talks about highly acidic foods. And so he's saying, like, that's like the flour-based cereals and meat, dairy, and sugar, that those, generally speaking... Um, it's a lower energy food. And he, you know, he recognizes each person is different. Their biochemistry is different, right? And what he says is be aware of how you feel after eating certain foods. And I know a lot of holistic health coaches, they will ask their clients, you know, to have these like food journals and not only write down what you eat, but how do you feel after you eat? Um, So that's, you know, something that um was interesting to see um and you know the whole food thing that is something I, I have to share that I'm still kind of working on it's um 
I know all the things I'm supposed to do and I'm pretty good about it. I mean, I don't, I wouldn't say I, I don't sit around eating crap all day long, but, um, it still can be kind of a trick for me, but I have to say since moving to France, it is a lot easier to eat better food because, um, all I have to do literally is go down the street to, uh, there's open air markets that's got, you know, fresh fruit that most of the stuff around here is locally sourced, whether it's from the south of France or not that far away. So maybe we have vegetables, you know, from Italy, Italy's not far, or from Spain, or sometimes it might be uh, from Morocco, which really is a short plane ride. It's not coming from the other total end of the world. It's And it's fresh, and the turnaround, I think, is greater. It's not sitting in some container um, forever and ever. And you can taste the difference. You really could taste the difference. So today, for example, G and I, we went down into Old Town Nice, and we went to Corsalea, which is this famous open air market. And I was like, eh, let me get some, let me get some fruit and stuff while we're down here. And oh my gosh, I saw these strawberries. Strawberries are in season here. Strawberries from Provence that just jumped out at me. They're just they look so good. And sure enough, brought them back home, and they are the most delicious strawberries I have ever had. So the delicious healthy foods, they're out there, um, but sometimes it's a little trickier to actually get them. But let me say, living in south of France makes it a lot easier. Um, so let's see. Uh, yeah. And then he talks about also, um, retreating from what he says are low energy substances. So he says, for example, alcohol and all artificial drugs, whether they're legal or not. And he says that for himself, that he learned that total sobriety for him was essential for him in order to really, um, thrive. And then become conscious of the energy level of the music that you listen to. And he says, listen to higher musical vibrations and lyrics that really reflect your desires. So like he's saying, like, if you're listening to stuff that's depressing and violent and angry, that's going to affect how you are. So you might want to reconsider what you're listening to. (laughs) I would suggest... Think about creating your own playlist with really uplifting, high vibra- you know, vibrational, high energy music, and um, listen to that and see, you know, see the difference. How do you feel? So, for example, I don't know. Like, here's a song. Whenever I listen to, I can't help but smile. Like, um, from the, I think it's from the '80s, like Katrina and the whatever it was, um, "Walking on Sunshine." That song's really like uplifting to me or um like G's favorite song I think (laughs) to get him motivated is Eye of the Tiger or um one of the ones I discovered recently is actually um (laughs) from the Pet Shop Boys do you remember the Pet Shop Boys from way back when they've got this song I only discovered it recently I never heard it on the radio when I was you know back when it was probably popular it's called a certain je ne sais quoi. I love that song. It's so, it's so, uh, it just raises a vibration. It really makes you feel good. 
anyway, I could go on and on talk about music, but you know, try that out. Create your own playlist of music that just really lifts the mood. And I'm curious to know what's on your playlist. So feel free to DM me over on either Instagram at Queen of Podcast Zen or uh, go find me over on LinkedIn at All Things Relax Studios. Um, also, he talks about being aware of the energy levels of your home environment. So he's talking really about like home decor, really. So for all those interior designers out there, <laughs> channel or channel your inner your inner interior designer. Um, he talks about like even like from the colors of your walls or like what books you have displayed, um, spiritual passages maybe. Um, furniture arrangement like think feng shui here high energy surroundings really strengthens your life it will remove barriers to connecting with intention so just be mindful of what you have around you and again on a more personal note that's something i'm still kind of working on um because back in the u.s i was a homeowner so i could do whatever i wanted i could paint the walls i could you know, stick a nail on the wall and hang artwork that I wanted up. But right now, I'm currently with G. We're renting an apartment, which is a lovely apartment. But I said to them the other day, this place is great. It's beautiful. It's, you know, recently renovated. It's great. But the walls are all, like, white. And to me, that's kind of bland. Um, it's a sunny place. We've got huge, like, French windows. And um, it's gorgeous. But I need a little more color. So... I've been painting a lot lately, and now I just need to figure out how to <laughs> put those on these uh, walls. It's not typical sheetrock, but put them up on the walls so that I don't damage it <laughs> so the landlord doesn't get upset. Anyway, I'll, I'll keep a post on how that's going. But yeah, be mindful of your environment, and just it's the little things that you can do to um, improve it. Uh, Dyer also talks about reducing your exposure to TV and especially like negative shows. Um, I've got to say, I'm not the biggest TV fan. I will sit around and veg out and, you know, binge watch some shows. But I have to say, uh, I spent a month without TV. It wasn't intentional, actually. It was, (laughs) she had gone back to the U.S. to take care of some business. And I... For some reason, the the TV stuff wasn't working, like the um, streaming service and the connection, whatever, on the, the smart TV wasn't working. And I tried doing a bunch of different things and troubleshooting it several times. It wasn't working, and I kind of thought, you know what, maybe there's a reason for that. Maybe that's sort of the universe I'm most saying, I need a break from that, and I need a break from the news especially, and the free time I just spent doing creative stuff. I spent, you know, painting, I spent writing, I spent also reading. Um, it was actually a good break for me. And just a reminder as far as like, you know, I really don't need that TV. (laughs) So anyway, just something to keep in mind. Dyer also talks about like photos and how putting up photos where you have Anything that's been taken in moments of, he says, happiness or love. So like photos of nature, of animals, whatever. And like putting those up, whether it's at home or at work. He says, also like even in the car, well, 
I don't have a car anymore, so I don't have to worry about that. Um, uh, even on like your clothing, I guess he's saying. So, you know, I guess looking at what you're wearing. Um, or even like a photo in a wallet. He says, just let that positive energy flow and radiate to your heart, like from these, you know, photos that are just positive happiness and, and love. Dyer also talks about being conscious of the energy level of the people who are around you. And he talks about, you know, everybody, like family and work and friends and all that, right? And he says, you know, he recommends interact with higher energy people in order to raise your own energy level. And that is so true. And I talked about this in a previous episode. I talk about how some people really radiate that positive energy and they really are like what I call the sunshine conduit. They, you can talk to them and afterwards you just feel so much happier. Now, I'm not saying, this is not suggesting that you should be some kind of like energy vampire to those people because there are, there are definitely people, myself included, who uh, people might feel better after they talk to you. But then like if you're so negative that you're just draining them of their energy, that's not good either. So just be really kind of mindful that when you are interacting with other people, that you're not sucking their energy away, that you're adding to the equation. You're not subtracting. Um, Just keep that in mind. (laughs) Dyer also talks about monitoring your activities and like where they're taking place. And when he talks about that, I think he was talking about like, you know, like, you know, people like hanging out in like bars and, you know, being excessive with whatever versus um, going out there and doing more, I don't know, higher vibrational activities. He says, like, for example, I don't know, like hiking in nature because you've got the whole connecting with the environment and the beauty of nature, for example. But he talks about how every activity has got an energy level. So just to be mindful, you know, the stuff that you're doing on your daily, you know, whatever, just be mindful of that. And it's funny now that uh, when I was reading it, this didn't come to me, but now as I'm talking to you, I almost just had like almost like a download or aha moment. And now I'm realizing that is so true as far as for myself personally, as far as motivation and fitness. So I've had like sort of, I guess, periods in life where it's been easier than other times to be motivated to go, let's say, you know, be in a gym and work out and blah, 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 right? And now that I'm thinking about it, it really truly has to do with where it takes place. So let me share with you. After I had my second child in Japan, I had joined this gym. It was called ESTA. And it was in Fukuoka in Japan. And I remember that the environment of that gym was so positive. Just the physical surroundings, the people, like the people who greeted you or the fitness trainers or whatever, whoever worked there. It was such a positive and motivating place that I felt like going back there every day. I really wanted to go work out just because the environment was nice. And also like the facilities were clean and just, I don't know, I just felt welcome there. 
And then I compare that to other places I have been where, you know, and it's not that it's bad, it's just it's kind of drab. And when it's drab and the lighting isn't that good even, I'm picky. I really am very sensitive to energy and force fields. And if it's not supporting, like, vibrationally, then I won't go. I am not motivated. I just won't go. So sorry to rant about that, but yeah, it really is true. Like monitor your activities and see where they take place. So I guess as I'm uh, sort of talking here, I'm having this almost little revelation for myself that maybe to get more motivated to get back into the, you know, fitness mindset I really need to find a place that fits me as far as um, the energy field. Um, So, yeah, we'll see. I'll keep you posted on that, too. (laughs) Um, And then Dyer also talks about random acts of kindness. And it's not necessarily, you know, of course, helping others, but it's not just about helping others. The random act of kindness could be things like helping the environment and cleaning up. And, you know, it's just... You know, it can take place in different ways. Um, And then he also talks about writing your intentions, which we covered a little bit earlier. So he talks about writing down those intentions. And then the last thing he talks about when talking about, like, obstacles to connecting with intention and, you know, what to do to, like, you know, not be blocked there, is he talks a lot about forgiveness. And at the end of that section... He just pretty much says, look, um, if you were ever like upset and angry with people, not to hold on to that anger because that is a very low vibrational, low energy to release that and to forgive. So uh, very sound advice. And I just really enjoyed, I still have to read, you know, the rest of the book, but I enjoyed that section of the book and I just wanted to come on and and share that with you. So hopefully this helps, and hopefully you can connect with this. (laughs) So I look forward to talking to you again soon, and um, until next time, cheers. Ciao. It's time to unlock your je ne sais quoi. Hi, I'm Sandy D, Queen of Podcast Zen. And together with my producer, G. Wright, we discover and develop rock star speakers. We're on a mission to help authors, coaches, and creative entrepreneurs share their story and channel their inner rock star. Join our rock star speakers program and speak with confidence and clarity to connect with your audience. Join the band today at allthingsrelaxstudios.com. You've been listening to All Things Relax with Sandy D. Relax, recharge, be inspired, and step into your power. Sandy D, the queen of podcast Zen, would love to hear from you. You can connect with her on Instagram or Facebook at All Things Relax Studios. Thanks for tuning in.
Until next time.